we'd like to welcome you to The Journey from the Hill. This is a weekly podcast of Chapel Hill Baptist Church. Each week, you'll hear biblical teaching from our pastor, Dr. Shannon Moses. At the end of today's podcast, you'll hear a way to reach out to us with any questions you might have about this message. Now, let's prayerfully listen as Dr. Moses opens the Word of God. Abide by that song. Go with me real quick. Go with me real quick over to John 15. John 15. Funny, you go to bed. I mean, Harley's talking about this. She's teaching this with her youth this morning. Uh, John chapter 15. Guys, this is for us. Church, the body of Christ. I don't know where you are right now. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know where you are spiritually. But the Bible clearly says, Jesus clearly says, we must abide in Him. We must stay close to Him, whether whether it's through prayer, whether it's through Bible study, whether it's through whatever, whatever you're facing, whatever you're going through, whatever, whether you're on a mountain or in a valley, you must be abiding in Christ. It's simple because he makes a statement here. Look at verse 1. Jesus says, I am the vine and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, when you and I abide in Christ, when we allow the Spirit of God to lead us, to direct our thoughts, direct our actions, direct us, something happens. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, He takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, He prunes it so that it may bear more fruit. God blesses us as we're obedient, as we as we serve Him, as we obey Him, as we walk with Him, He continues to lavish His grace out on us. His grace out on us. Hear that? His mercy out on us. Hear that? It doesn't say more stuff. It doesn't always mean more money. We be good. We do what you want us to do. We, you give us more stuff. No, He gives us more of Himself. He gives us more of Himself. His, his, his presence, His closeness, His love, His mercy, His grace, His patience. God, He gives us more of His patience. Praise God for that. Praise God. What if we got what we deserved? How messed up we would be. How lost we would be. How hopeless we would be. We got what we deserve. It says, you're already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. So neither can you unless you abide in me. We can't bear fruit apart from him. Look at verse 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit for apart from me you can do nothing. Do you hear that? Apart from me, you can't do nothing. We may be doing something, but we're not doing nothing. That's hard one, isn't it? We may be doing stuff, but biblically we're doing nothing. When we are, when we are rebelling against Him, we are walking in our own strength, and our own power, and we wake up and we just run throughout our day. We may be busy about it, but we're doing nothing that matters eternally. We're doing nothing that will last into eternity when we 
when we allow ourselves, when we allow this life, when we allow the things of this life, the pressures, the distractions, the things we chase, if the things we're chasing aren't honoring and bringing glory, this afternoon even, take this evening, you can come today and do nothing, and be busy and do nothing. I know that's hard, Brother Shannon. We're here, we're serving, we're doing. Yeah, but you could be going through the motions. You could just be hanging out with your friends. You could just be going through, playing the game. I'm here because the preacher said be here. Or, or hey, I'm, I'm not here because, doggone it, I'm going to show that preacher. We can bounce around. We can bounce around all Sunday. We can bounce around among brothers and sisters in Christ. You can be daydreaming. You can be a believer and be daydreaming right now. Abiding is more than just showing up. Abiding is allowing the Spirit, listening, worshiping with brothers and sisters and being in His presence, abiding. Father God, help us in the busyness and in the distractedness and in the chaos of this life. Help us, Lord Jesus, to know how to, how to rest in you, how to seek you, how to, how to walk with you, how to be led by you. Holy Spirit, lead each one of us. Don't let us just wake up and go and not be there with you. Don't let us just think that, that hey, I can do this on my own. God, don't let us be so busy and miss you. Don't let us, Lord. Holy Spirit of God, convict us, show us, Lord, our desperate need for every bit of you, your grace, your lavished grace and mercy and, and love and goodness and patience and your holiness and your righteousness, lavish that out on us and God, let us be ever aware of it. Whether we're on a mountain or in a valley or God, anywhere in between. Just going through the motions, the day in and day out of life. God, let us be abiding in you. Let our minds be focused. Let our hearts be set. Let our thoughts, let our desires, our passion, our motivation be you, Jesus. Do that, Lord, please, in Christ's name. Amen. Go with me over to Romans 8. We watch the news. We see all that's going on. We wonder a question that has to pop into your mind. It does mine. Why do they do this? Why do people kill? Whether we're watching the news from a foreign country or we're watching the stuff that goes on in our own country... Why do, I mean, not just the news today, but the news any day we cut it on. There's killings, there's murders, there's rapes, there's, there's atrocities, there's, there's abortions. There's just so many things. There's, there's so much that happens that goes directly against this word. We see it all the way back. They started in Genesis 1, 2, 3, 4. I mean, they, they disobey in three, and by the time you get to chapter four, they're killing each other. But God tells them, you got to 
You got a sin's crouching at your door and its desires for you, but you got to rule over it. You got to master it. Why does, why does this happen? I, I think about Habakkuk. Let me see if I can find Habakkuk real quick. I probably can't. It's so little. It's so little. Show me Habakkuk, Lord. I want, to hear, I want you to hear something. How long, how long, how long? How long? There it is. You ever feel like Habakkuk? How long, O oh Lord, will I call for help and you will not hear? I cry out for you violence, yet you do not save. Why do you make me see iniquity and, and cause me to look on wickedness? Yes, destruction and violence are before me. Strife exists and contentions arise. Listen, therefore the law is ignored. And justice is never upheld. For the wicked surround the righteous, therefore justice comes out perverted. Notice what God re responds, how God responds to Habakkuk. Church today in 23, I'm telling you, God's same response he had to Habakkuk is the same response he's having today. Among the nations, observe, be astonished, wonder, because I am doing something in your day you would not believe if you were told. For behold, I am raising up the Chaldeans, that fierce and impetuous people who march throughout the earth to seize dwelling places which are not theirs. They are dreaded and feared. Their justice and authority originate with themselves. Their horses are swifter than leopards and keener than wolves in the evening. Their horsemen come galloping. Their horsemen come from afar. They fly like an eagle swooping down to devour. All of them come for violence. Their horde of faces move forward. They collect captives like sand. They mock at kings and rulers are a laughing matter to them. They laugh at every fortress and heap up rubble to capture it. Then they will sweep through like a wind and pass on. I don't understand it, church. I don't understand it, Chapel Hill. Look at verse, you're not even looking. Then they will be swept through like a wind and pass on but they will be held guilty, those whose strength is their God. God's at work behind the scenes, y'all. Even when we don't understand it, God is doing things behind the scenes that we don't have to comprehend, we don't have to get it, we don't have to be able to put the pieces together. We walk by faith and not by sight. The puzzle don't always have to make good sense to us. He knows what He's doing. God is in control when we look around and we see madness, when we look around and we see sinfulness, when we see rampant disobedience, God is still on His throne. God is still in control. Look at Romans 8, beginning in verse 3. For what the law could not do, weak as it was through the flesh, God did. Sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. And as an offering for sins, he condemned sin in the flesh. So that the requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Listen, listen. For those who are according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who are according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For the mind set on the flesh is death. 
But the mindset on the Spirit is life and peace. Because the mindset on the flesh is hostile toward God. For it does not subject itself to the law of God. For it is not even able to do so. We wonder why. Because they can't do anything other than. We wonder why it is. It's just how they are. They they don't have the Spirit of God. They could care less. Abiding is not in their is not a concern of theirs. To abide in Christ is not a desire of theirs. Why? Why do sinful men, why do fallen men act that way? Because they don't have the Spirit of God inside of them. They don't, they, they, they don't know any better. They, they do what they do because they don't have Christ. They may be good. They may be, they may be well, they may be well caused and well passioned and well motivated, but apart from Christ. Those who are in the flesh, verse 8, cannot please God. They can't. That's why they do what they do. Their mind is not set on things of God. Their mind is set on things of this earth. Their mind is set on things that does not honor God. They don't. They can't. They can't. Verse 9, However, you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. That's why there's, That's why we who trusted Christ, who know Christ, who, who ab- desire to abide in Christ, and, and when we get away from Christ, we're convicted to be brought back to a relationship with Christ. There's, there's always, there. yes, He is perfect, and we, we, we drift, we find ourselves falling away, but the Holy Spirit brings us back. What if there was no Holy Spirit bringing us back? We would be doing what we see the world do. We would be doing what those without Christ do. They, they, they don't. There's not that compass of goodness. Do north. Do right. Do, do directionally toward what pleases the Father. They don't have that. We as believers have the Holy Spirit inside of us. That when we drift, we're convicted and He draws us back. When we find ourselves swaying, He convicts us and He draws us back. We're not perfect. By no means are we perfect. We are forgiven and clothed in the righteousness of Christ. Only. It's not our works. It's not our goodness. It's not our abilities. It's Christ alone. Is all that we have. Period. And He has given us His Spirit as promise. However, you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. I can stand up here and make blanket statement after blanket statement and speak over a room of assumedly believers, assumedly followers of Christ. I can stand up here 
Pastors do it all the time and make blanket statements and talk about how we the church, we have the, the Spirit of Christ who lives in us and we fall away and are brought back by the convicting power of the Holy Spirit. And we do that and all I'm doing is making a general statement. I don't know if that's you or not. That's between you and God. Because here's the deal, every single one of you, whether you're on a stage or sing up there or play over there or play over there or teach up there or work out there or do whatever, we can all put on a neat shirt and fix our hair and cut it ever so often and show up and go through the motions and, and play the game. That's why it's so dangerous. That's why it's so important. That's why I constantly brush in. Why don't, why don't you teach us something else? Why don't you show us all this other stuff? You got the same book I got. Go read it. God forbid there be one. Last week was three years. God forbid there be one that sat under the teaching for three years and harp and harp and harp on Christ is the only way. There is no other name under heaven by which men are saved. For God so loved the world that whosoever and every single one of you are a whosoever. God forbid one of you sit there and that's a good preacher. That's, that's, that church is growing. My church is growing. My group is growing. We're doing really good up there. Money's good. Church is good. That staff's working. Them folks are growing. I don't know anybody. I hear it all, y'all. However, you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. If indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. I can only make blanket assuming statements. Because I can't see the Spirit of God in you. You can't see it in me. That's why it's, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells inside of you. It's important. It's easy to fake. Easy to trick. It's easy to go through those motions and miss Him. If indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. But if anyone does not have the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. It's so important. It's, it's eternally important. Why do, why do people... Act the way they do because they don't have Christ. Why do, why do people die and go to hell because they don't have Christ? We're not judging. We're not judging. Verse 10, if Christ is in you, though the body is dead, 
Listen, we're not perfect. It's Christ that's perfect. It's Christ who's done the work. It's the the Spirit that's done it. It's not us. If Christ is in you, though the body is dead because of sin, yet the Spirit is alive because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of Him who raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who dwells in you. So then, brethren, we are under obligation. Not to the flesh. These eyes, this tongue, these these feet, these hands, these, this mind, we're not under obligation to it. Not to the flesh. To live according to the flesh. Or if you're living according to the flesh, you must die. But if by the Spirit you're putting to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Why does... The question answers the question. Why do lost people act the way they do? They're lost. Why do people without Christ act the way they do? Because they're without Christ. Why do people who do not have the Spirit of God indwelling them act that way? Because they do not have the Spirit of God indwelling them. It's simple. You and I are have an obligation not to the flesh but to the spirit we have an obligation to strive to abide we have an obligation to when we're when we're convicted by the spirit when i say when i simply ask a simple question from the stage how is your prayer life How is your Bible study? How is your ongoing discipleship for those in your home? How is your walk? How is your witness? Guys, it is the Spirit of God inside of you that convicts. I just asked the question. It is the Spirit of God inside of you that says, not praying like I should, not reading like I should, not acting like I should. Lord, I'm sorry. God, you got me. Or, you're just waiting on me to ask the next question. Waiting on me to go into a time of prayer and walk down front and get to Sunday school. Music's done and preacher's finished and it's time to go to church or Sunday school or wherever some of you that walk out go. I mean, are you done yet? I can't manufacture conviction. I can't create conviction. I can't I can't create a desire to hey you're you're living in sin. So you're 
I can't create that. Only the Spirit of God does. More, I want you to just bow your heads. We're not going to sing an invitation. I want you to talk to Him. Christian, how's your prayer life? Talk to Him about it. How's your Bible study? Are you abiding? As your walk, talk to him. The Bible says that if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Repentance is, Lord, you're right. I'm not reading like I should. I'm not praying like I should. Lord, I'm sorry. I want, and, and, and we're brought back. Lord, I'm sorry, God. That's mercy. As your witness, well, I know I should, but I'm not. Don't miss it. Don't miss what God's doing. Don't miss that quiet, still voice. Don't miss the nudging and convicting of His Spirit. Father God, around this room, your sons and your daughters, you hear their prayers. We all desire to walk in obedience to you. We all want to please you. We all want to abide in you. And God, we see the world, and, and yes, we're quick to judge, but God, we also have to look at our own lives. Lord, we have to check our own front porch and clean our own selves. How can we call out the in their eyes, Lord, when we have logs in our own. If we're not abiding, if, if we're not praying, if we're not hungering, if we're not seeking you, if we're not studying your word, if we're not walking in obedience, who in the world are we? God, look at others. God, forgive us. Have mercy upon us. Forgive us, Lord. God, I pray for that one that does not know you as Lord and Savior. That whosoever, God, your word says, whoever believes in you will not perish but have everlasting life. Who, God, I pray that there's no one in this room that has heard that time and time again. And simply rejects it. God, have mercy. Be patient with your, us. Be patient with your sons and daughters and be patient to those that you are drawing to yourself. Save them before eternity gets them, Lord. God, as we leave the sanctuary, as we go to our Sunday schools, as we go into our time of study, Holy Spirit, 
speak to our hearts. Guide the leaders, guide the teachers, guide the students. Guide the discussions, guide the hearts. Let all that's done honor your great name. We pray this in Jesus' name. We hope you received a blessing from this week's message. If you have any questions about what you've heard from Pastor Shannon this week, you may call our church office at area code 205-339-4071. We pray that God's word strengthens you as you go on your journey today.